0: soul to soul on your radio A very warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making Chayafim FM and particularly this program part of your Friday afternoon program. It is our honor and joy to be able to spend a few minutes with you learning some title, hopefully being inspired, hopefully getting ourselves ready. For this beautiful, beautiful Shabbos Kiddush, at the very end of the parsha, we read about the brother of Avram Avinu, Horon. By Yomos Horon a aviv, Horon died in the lifetime of his father in old And Rashi quotes the Medrash that interprets the word al pene not as in the lifetime, of, but as mipne to mean because of Terach. In other words, Terach produced idols. We know. Abraham Avinu saw the folly of idol worship and decided to do something about it. So, he smashed Terach's wares. Right? Fatherly love was trumped by both economics and fidelity to the evil king Nimrod, Kerach felt that his son needed to be taught a lesson. Nimrod was only too happy to comply. Avram Vinu was sentenced to be burned to death in a fiery, fiery cauldron. Haran Avram's brother was challenged to choose between Avram and Nimrod. Not being a man who took chances, he hedged his response, thinking to himself, If Avram emerges unscathed, then I too will enter the flames. If, however, Avram dies, then there's no reason that both of us should die. I will capitulate to Nimrod. Avram was sincere in his commitment and conviction, and thus he was spared. Haran's commitment was contingent on his safe passage through the flames, which was insufficient reason for being spared. While Haran's self-sacrifice was far from perfect, he did ultimately perish, sanctifying Akkadish Baruch Hu's name. We have a rule that HaKadosh Baruch Hu never shortchanges a person's reward. Anyone Right, who expends effort to serve HaKadosh Baruch in any way will receive his due reward. How was Haran rewarded for his less than perfect act of self-sacrifice? The Ramami Pano writes that the Nishama soul of Haran was niskalgel, was transmig- migrated to the body of Yeshua Koen Gadol who is referred to as the Moitse Me'a'esh, the firebrand, the firebrand saved from the fire. Yeshua survived Golis the Babylonian exile, to return to Yerushalayim. He was a holy person, which is attested to by a survival and return to the holy city. He together with Zrubavel. Ben Shaltiel, a group of neviim in which Zachariah Hanavi was included, proceeded to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. Rebuilding the Beis Hamikdash does not ensure that the people living in the country are spiritually committed to its spiritual demands. Right? It's altered culture and and the way of life it would it would promote. Right? Assimilation, unfortunately, had begun to make its way amongst the people with a number of prominent Jews descending into the abyss of intermarriage with their non-Jewish neighbors. Even some of Yeshua's sons were guilty of this calamitous infraction. This presents the backdrop for the confrontation between Satan and Yeshua, which is described in Zechariah's prophecy. The Novi describes Yeshua, sort of uh, a standing before the angel of Hashem, wearing the filthy clothes, which indicates that he had not sufficiently rebuked his sons for what they did wrong. But at the end, the Malach saves Yeshua and says, no, He's ud He's a firebrand that twice has survived the fires, going all the way back to Haran, in the time of Avmavinu. and thus he was he was he was saved. This was the reward of Haran for his mysterious nefesh that his descendant Yeshua was able to transcend all the suffering of Godless Babel and come back to Eshlim and be part of the team that was rebuilding. Yerushalayim. This is 101.9 one High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. And we'll be back in a moment with much, much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb. Only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 one Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio. Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Shin Pei Dalit, thank you for all those who have joined us at this, at this point on a very busy era, era Shabbos. It's such an honor and a privilege to spend some time with you, as we always do at this time, just to give you the important details that you need for this coming Shabbos. So this is of course Shabbos Pashas Noyach. The earliest time for lighting candles this afternoon will be at 4.57 P.M., 4.57, 30, getting later. It's something very, very doable. If you can, get the house all ready, get the food all heated, get ourselves all spiffy, and let's welcome in the Shabbos, especially in light of the, the situation there. It's a show to try to do something extra. If we can be a Shabbos a few minutes earlier than we usually do, that will be something fantastic, a big, big schuss for, for, for clients that so when we show. How much we love, how much we look forward to, how, how much we actually are excited about, about Chavez. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. If you can't make the earliest time, then the latest time for Ben Shin Lich this afternoon is at 5.59. One minute before six o'clock is the latest time. It's getting later also. And please, as always, regard that as the absolute latest time for Doing any melacha for doing any activity that one needs to do, the time after candle lighting is only literally emergency time in a situation where a person really has no choice and and has to do things, but certainly not to rely on that period of time at at uh, at at all. Shkia then is at six seventeen seventeen minutes past six, and that's the absolute latest time for doing anything, even and emergency. If you want, therefore, to be able to daven Mayrav tonight and not have to repeat the shema to daven what's called uh, bismana in the right time, be able to fulfill the mitzvah of, of saying kri so all you have to do is wait until 6.35, 25 to 7, and that is the, uh, then you can daven Mayrav and Spend the evening, have a beautiful suda together with family and friends, say some words of Torah, sing some Zemiras, uh, share share the week's events, make it a beautiful beautiful and convivial atmosphere for you and your family and and your friends. Tomorrow, of course, is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Nayach. Nayach, of course, the main event is the, the actual story of Nayach himself and the flood, and then the generations after that, culminating with the, the Dora HaFlaga, the Tower, the uh, Tower of Babel that was built. And, of course, the Haftarah uh, that is prescribed for Pashas is the two Haftarahs in Yeshaya, in uh, Nundalat 54. We know them well. We read them recently during the seven weeks of uh, of comfort between tishabov B'Av and, uh, and Rosh Hashanah. We encountered them uh, again. And, uh, beyond that, it's a, it's a, uh, regular Shabbos. Shabbos is getting a bit longer. Uh, Shabbos Kurdish ends tomorrow night at 6.48. 6.48 is the, uh, termination of, of Shabbos and we go into another amazing and, and, and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful week. So we are up to in our discussion of the laws of, of boira We're talking today about situation of of a soup, let's say I have a soup that's uh, in that soup. There are also pieces of of food. Let's say they are small pieces of uh, of vegetables or or or, or some pasta, etc. So you're not allowed to separate the soup from the vegetables or the or the pasta, even though that both the soup and the vegetables or the, the, uh, the, the pasta are all edible, but we already learned in, in, in previous, in previous segments that it's forbidden to separate two types of food, one, one from the other. But if you're doing it as you're eating it, then of course one will be allowed to, uh, to separate them as we mentioned in, in last week's, uh, shir, right? Because the 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 action there of 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 the separation is then considered this is the normal sort of way of what one does when one eats and and uh that is that is permissible provided as we said that one fulfills the following three three conditions: number one that you remove that which you want from that which you don't want again they're both edible. The soup or the, or the, or the vegetables, but the one that you desire currently is considered the thing that you want. So you have to remove the item that you desire from the other item. And what he intends to eat now is considered to be the, the edible portion that he's, that he must remove. Number two, that he takes it either by hand or at least with a, a, a spoon or, or, or fork. And, and not with a, a special kind of implement that is set aside and, and generally used for that type of, of separation. And number three, we said that the taking of the edible portion should be something that you intend to consume, uh, very, very, uh, shortly and not something that you're going to eat, uh, much, much later, later on. Therefore, let's say I'm intending right now to have a a plate of, uh, of 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 soup, but I just want the the broth. I just want the the actual soup. I don't want the the uh, the vegetables. So in that situation, so now the soup is now considered, as far as you're concerned, the the food, the edible portion, and and the vegetables are the uh, so to speak undesired uh, portion, and therefore you're allowed to sort of uh, uh, tilt. The pot in, in such a way that the, the, the soup will spill, let's say, into, uh, into, into a plate or into another, another, another bowl and the vegetables will stay behind. Even though the, the soup is going to literally, uh, uh, uh then be separated from the mixture. You're, you're now exclusively setting aside and separating the, the, the soup. There's nothing prohibited about that, because I'm I'm removing that which I want in this case the soup from that which I don't I don't want. But you wouldn't be allowed to do this, let's say, with a a, a strainer, or even let's say something that is not necessarily a, a, a set aside for for straining a strainer. Let's say, for example, a a a, a fork or or a spoon that also would be. Or even to use those for that kind of separation, and also, let's say, you wouldn't be allowed to take, let's say, the lid of uh, of uh, of the pot, and and open it just that little bit—a very very narrow opening—in order that only the soup should be able to uh, uh, pass through that gap, and not the and not the vegetables. That would be that would be uh, forbidden to to uh, to do. But you would be allowed. To so let's say to take the the ladle into the soup in such a way that only the the soup will go onto the onto the onto the ladle because that again that falls into the category of that's the normal way of removing a, a, a food and that's not considered then that you are straining <coughs> the soup. Uh, uh via a, a a kind of a professional a professional implement for so for so for so doing now okay. if let's say a person wants to eat right let's say he doesn't want the soup he only wants let's say the vegetables or only want, he only wants the the, the luxury only wants the, the the pasta so then you would not be allowed to sort of tip over the pot in order to pour out the 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 soup from that pot, because in this situation, now the vegetables or, or or the pasta is the is the is the desired part. The soup is is what's undesirable. If I'm going to pour out the soup, then it's as if I'm taking the psalnes, the undesired portion from the the edible portion, and which is of course something that's forbidden on uh, on Shabbos. Even if your whole purpose in doing it is to eat the vegetables or or the luxin right away, it's still going to be going to be forbidden because I'm not fulfilling all the conditions since I'm removing the solace from, from the fruit. But you would be allowed to sort of uh, uh take the uh take your ladle, put it into the into this into the soup and uh and you can put it sort of uh, uh, run it along the interior wall of <clears throat> of the clay in such a way that what 's going to come into the ladle is only the the vegetables and the uh, and, and and the lux, but not not the soup because you 're not doing it in the normal way of of separating with a a vessel but you 're doing it as you would take food from a pot uh, uh, normally, but once you finish. Sort of bringing up the, the, uh, the ladle, uh, from, from the, from the soup. So then you cannot then pour from the ladle the soup, the leftover soup back into the, into the, uh, in, into the pot. Because that would, uh, again be, be, uh, be, uh, an act of removing the unedible or the undesirable from, from, from the desirable. We're going to come back in a moment with a few last comments. This is 101.9 Chai FM, the program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kedish, Parshas We are talking about the unbelievable factor that Neuchah, the great Tzaddik Noyach did not taven to try, to try to beseech and beg Akadosh Baruch Hu, to try to save his generation. And we've just offered a, a, perhaps a novel explanation that Noyach himself was, went through the tremendous, tremendous test of watching his entire generation prosper and grow and have children at the age of a hundred and he had to wait until he was five hundred years old before he had children and he had davened and poured out his heart and never been answered and therefore he, he became despondent and lost faith in the power of Tfilah, and therefore lost faith in his ability to be able to affect any change in the decree of, of Baruch. but the truth is if we think about it the 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 reason and the Chazal tell us this. There was a reason why Noach had to wait so long, so many years until he had, he had children. And that was actually, as, as Rashi brings down, it was completely and totally for his own benefit in order that, God forbid, his own children should not die. In the flood, as in fact the Medrishechatov, uh, uh, explains that at that time, in, in, in terms of being responsible and being, have to, having to bear punishment in, in, um, you know, by the rule was that, uh, until a person was a hundred years old, the Bezdin Shamala, Baruch Hu's Bezdin, would not punish him nowadays that 's been reduced to twenty years old. Our whole lifespan has been, but in those days, you became an adult i e someone responsible for your own actions in the eyes of heaven at the age of of a hundred, less than a hundred years old, so in shamaya, they would not punish you for any things you did wrong and since The sons of Noach were all born at Noach's elderly age of over 500 years old. So therefore, at the time of the Marble, none of them had reached the age of 100. None of them had reached the age where they could possibly have been punished if, God forbid, they had been sort of, Following the trends of the generation of the of Mabul, and not the the trend of the father, they God forbid, become evil people. Since they would not get a hundred, they still could have been saved because they hadn't reached the age of of divine of divine punishment. Therefore, they wouldn't have been punished, right? If Nayak would have had children like everyone else. In his, in his generation, at the same age, at a hundred or two hundred years old, so then his children at the time of the marble would have been already liable to be, to be punished. And God forbid, if they had not been tzadikim, they would have been punished together with the rest of the people of the of the generation. So, therefore, the fact that Mayach had to wait was the most the most tremendous favor that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was was doing him and benefacting him to 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 help him uh, make sure that his family was was uh, was uh, was saved. Well, we know that uh, Rachel Rachel Imenu at the time when her oldest son, Yosef was born, so she called his name Yosef, she called his name Yosef, why? Why does she Dafqa, choose the name Yosef? So she says, Yosef Hashem li ben acher. Right, that Kodesh Bokul should add on, Yosef to add on to me another son, I know that there's still two more tribes left, let me be the one that's going to have the other tribe. But Akkad Shporacho didn't hurt, didn't hear her, her tzvilla. And Binyamin, we know, was born only many years later, at least, at least eight years uh, 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 later, uh, 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 Binyamin was, was born. And sort of in looking into our eyes, it would seem that HaKadosh Baruch was cruel to her in not answering her, her request. She was begging, she saw her sister have all these children. She wanted the children. She finally had one child. And all she did was beg HaKadosh Baruch for one more. And it seems like HaKadosh Baruch, certainly in the short term, turned her down. However, <clears throat> the Targum brings down in, in Migillis Esther, that HaKadosh Baruch wanted to wait. Why? That Binyamin would, should not be born until Yaakov and his family came back into Eretz Israel in order that he, Binyamin, would not have to bow down to the Russia, to, 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 uh, to, to Asaph. Right? Because, and then, uh, 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 if since he ne- was one that never bowed down to Esau he would then be worthy that the Beis should be built in his in his portion because he was the only one of the twelve tribes that didn't bow down to Asa of Russia. So again, that weight was deliberate. That weight was completely, completely thought out by Baruch and completely beneficial for, 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 uh, Rachel and not, not to her detriment. Right? So too we see also by, by Yitzhak Avinu. Right? For twenty years, Twenty years he was stood next to his wife Rivka, and they were davening for as for a son and begging and pleading to the boy that they should have children. And only twenty years later was Yitzchak Zayech that he would have a son. What kind of mitzvah did? What kind of suffering is that to make a couple have to wait so long? But again, all of it is completely, totally, and absolutely the chesed and rachamim, the kindness and the compassion of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why? Because since HaKadosh Baruch Hu began counting the 400 years of the enslavement in Mitzrayim from the birth of Yitzhak Avinu. Because Avram, Baruch Hu had promised Avram Avinu that the, the, your sons are going to be slaves in a foreign land, Arba 400 years. And Baruch Hu did the tremendous chesed of not beginning that 400 years from the time Yaakov Avinu went down to Mitzrayim. He backdated it and began the 400 year count from the birth of Yitzchak. Right? In fact, the actual enslavement In 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 Egypt, in practical terms, began only after the very last of the twelve tribes passed passed away, which was which was Levi, right? It was the last of the twelve tribes to die at the age of one hundred and thirty-seven. Only then. That the actual enslavement and the, and the the embitterment and the terrible terrible suffering of of the Jewish nation began in practical terms. Therefore, that whole twenty years that Yitzchak and Rivka had to wait for for a child for the birth of Yaakov of Inu was a tr- again a tremendous tremendous chesed because since the the birth of Yaakov. Was delayed, therefore the birth of all the Shvatim were delayed and that brought the, the time, uh, of, of the suffering, you know, that shortened the period between the Jews coming to Machaim and the Jews exiting of Machaim by 20 years and saved all of Kleissel from 20 years of Shibbat. It sounded like tremendous suffering for Yitzhak and Rivka, but again, it was all for the benefit of the Jewish nation. In fact, on the pasuk it says, "Va'yovai Noach, Noach came, and his sons, Ve'ishta, and his wife, and shevanov and the wives of his sons, Itay, together with him, Elateva into the teva, mipnei because of the waters of the mabu." And Rashi brings. What does it mean, he only came in because of the waters of the marble He says, <laughs> On some level was lacking in his emunah and his trust and his faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. On the one hand, yes, of course he believed. You have been talking about it for the last 120 years. But at the same time, there ain't a mom in Shehavah. He still, also on some level, didn't really believe that the flood was going to happen. He didn't enter the Teva until the waters forced him into the Teva. Now, perhaps we could say that this when it's talk about Teva here, it doesn't necessarily talk about the physical Ark that he was in, but it may be referring to the words of Tvila. In other words, the lack that Nayach had was that he didn't believe in the Kayach of a Tvila. He only went in because he didn't believe that his words would have the power to affect anything. And therefore he was Because of his lack of emuna in the power of Tvila, he didn't get into it He didn't enter himself, didn't throw himself into the words of dominating because he didn't believe that they could do off, didn't believe, believe that they could actually accomplish accomplish anything. The Al HaKadosh asks a question. He asks, Why is it? That Avram Inu is basically referred to as the first Yehudi, as the first Jew. Why wasn't Nayach also called a a, uh, a a a Jew? And he says he answers that the Ga'yan, the nations of the world, are called b'nei Nayach. So perhaps based on what we're saying, we can answer. That the distinction that exists between the nations of the world and Yisrael is, even the nations of the world understand the, that there is such a concept as prayer, unlike Noach. And, and they, yes, they turn to Hashem and they, and they dive into the Boil and they believe in Hashem. But only so long as the tefillahs are being answered and the tefillahs are, uh, are being accepted and they're getting the things they want. Oh boy, then they're still prepared to accept in the validity and the veracity in, 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 in davening, right? But Klai Yisrael is different. Avram Avinu is is different. Because from Avram Avinu we learn the union of tefillah davka, when I turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order to save, let's say, the people of Sodom and that tefillah is not answered at all and Sodom is destroyed. Right? And then nevertheless Avraham does not have his trust and faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the Koyach of tefillah diminish one little bit he, he tried. He put every bit of effort he could into saving stone, stone. and the answer consistently was no. And yet, he never lost faith in the in the power of of of, uh, of, of Tzvilla, right? And and he continued to believe in in, in Hakadosh and continued to to daven This is the incredible attribute of of Klaiso, more than the goyim we will both daven. But the going will only daven so long as they see the, the tangible results of their tzvila. Even when we see nothing, when sometimes it looks like even after tzvila, the opposite of what we're asking is happening. Yaakov asked for salvation and Sodom was destroyed. We continue to daven. We continue to believe in the incredible power of Tvila. The Aave Nachal Brings a proof for the koyach of, of Trilla He says, "By the Brisbane ben by the covenant that uh, made with Avnivinu." So Avram chose, right, uh, 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 that the gollus, the, the exile, and the suffering, should be in place of. He was given a choice; he could either have the the onish of Ganem. Or the onish of, of going, of going to Mitzrayim. And therefore, Baruch Hu said to him, They're gonna make, they're gonna make, put them into servitude and make them suffer for 400 years. In other words, that they're gonna be a meshubah, they're gonna be enslaved to Paro and Mitzrayim for a period of 400 years. And logically, it would seem, that That's it. That's the Gezerah. There's nothing you could do to change that Gezerah. Because that was the promise of the bayre Olam to Abnavinu. Nevertheless, in spite of that, we all know that Am Yisrael went down to Mishraim only for 210 years, not for 400 years. And that was because because they sighed from their work and they cried out to HaKadosh Baruch They davened HaKadosh Baruch and they begged HaKadosh Baruch and they asked HaKadosh Baruch And they were able to change the, the, the duration of this terrible, terrible Gezerah. And the Abenachal adds a, a concept Hu mitchila that in fact was the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu at the time when He made the original gzeira. Shall That through klal davening, the decree the decree would be would be changed, and that's what we say every single morning in our davening. The pasuk we say. I am Hashem your God who brought you up from the land of Mitzrayim literally open up your mouth wide and I'm going to fill it in other words in the same way as I took you out from the land of Mitzrayim before the time that you should even have gone through the koyach of your tefillah so too, open your mouth, David, ask for anything and everything that you want, beg for whatever you want, because you're going to get whatever it is that you ask for, because Baruch is going to grant your request. Therefore, we see by Yitzhiya Smitrayim, it clarified for us the incredible power of, of Tefillah. And even if there was originally a decree of 400 years, that can be changed through the Kayach of Tzvila. Yitzhiz Mitzrayim was done, we know, through Moshe Rabbeinu, who we just said before was a a Gilgal, was a continuation of the work of of Noach, because Noach's lack was that he didn't believe that Tefillah had the power to change a decree. But now that Nayach came back as, as, as Moshiach Benu, he revealed to us that the Kayach of Tefillah is, is so powerful that it can even change a decree from Akadish Baruch, Hu, even take a 400 year decree and, and, and min, minimize it. And the Vedishthan brings in the Sviksh Pasha. It says, Vayishoye ach noyach. What's ach? Miloshen annoche. Noyach sighed because he says one time, right, noyach came late to bring the food to the, to the lion and the lion smacked noyach. And, and, uh, he, he limped. He became a baumum. And therefore, when they went, when they went out of the tay, of the teva, Shem, his son, uh, uh, had to, he had to bring the kobanis and not noyach because a coin who's a Baum, a coin who has a physical blemish or impediment is not allowed to serve and therefore noyach himself could not bring the kobanis. What's, what's the implications? Perhaps you can explain. It's, it's brought, the Chavis Havavavis brings down in, in Shara V'elis Hashem, brings a Mysa with one of the Hasidim who was traveling in the desert and he found there a person who was a who was sleeping there by himself. And when you asked him, how could this be? How can you sleep in this dangerous place by yourself? Aren't you? Aren't you afraid from lions and things? And the Chassid answered him. He says, "I fear one thing and one thing only. I fear Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I don't fear any other subject of His." And maybe that's why, at the end, Noah had sent out the Yona, the dove, because the dove came back and and said. The with the olive leaf and said, Rather my food should be bitter, but given to me directly by Akalish one olive leaf and sweet and given to me by people. That was the ultimate ticker. that taught Nayakh the lesson that all we have to do is completely and totally rely on Akalish and Akalish will and will continue to take care and see to and worry about every last detail of of our of our lives. Koyach of Tefillah can and does work. This is 101.9 High FM, the program of Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with our Hilchel Shabbos slot. This is Hilchel Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Noyach, Toph Shin Hey, Dalit, as we prepare for another amazing, amazing Shabbos, Borah Hashem, it's been a full, full week since, since Yantaf was over, we've had a chance to sort of get back into things, and now we're into the swing of trying each week, Bez Hashem, to learn something from the Pasha, to get a chizuk, to, to, look at the characters and, and, and the that are brought in, in our beautiful, beautiful pasha and see if we can get something that we can take home, that we can bring to the Shabbos table, that we can share with our friends and family over the course of the, of, of the Shabbos. So there is a, a zaira Kaddish that's brought in our pasha and pasha's, uh, and brings over there that in spite of the fact that noyach was considered a tremendous, tremendous tzaddik, Noyach, Ish, Tomim, Hoya was a perfect person in his generations. In spite of this tzidkus, there was a certain claim against him in Shemayim. There was a certain accusation, a certain uh, imperfection in his character. Why did he not daven? Ta'kodesh Baruch on behalf of the people in his generation, that our Hu should save them and deliver them and not destroy an entire generation, we find much later than Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu davened on behalf of the entire Jewish nation. When was that? After the sin of the Golden Calf. After the sin of of the Egel. In Pashach Kaseesa, Perek as it says the Attah and Amasha Banu says that Baruch Hu and now Imti if you're prepared to forgive their sin, good, great. if you're not going to forgive them, then Then rather erase me, eradicate me from the sefitu that you've that you've written. And and, and in fact the Prosik says that this is why the Navi. In the after, we're going to read the Shabbos, calls the marble Noyach's marble. Noyach this is considered to be the marble of, of Noyach. Me noyach oid and I swore that I'll never bring another marble of Noyach onto the, onto the, uh, onto, onto the earth. So the whole marble, is called Kielu Nayas Mabo because seemingly there was this lax, desire that he did not daven for the people in the generation. He didn't make a greater effort to try to save them from their imminent, imminent destruction. And the, the Chasm Sefer brings down on this. It says, Chasm Rev says, According to the little bit of knowledge that I have, the Khasim speaking, it says there, there are many, many, many ways that Hakadosh Baruch Hu could have saved and delivered Noyach and his family from not being killed by the by the uh, by, by the Mabo. So why was it that Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose that? Basically, Noyach and his whole family had to be virtually Incarcerated. They were locked up in a jail in, in a teva for an entire year. Why was, why was that the method that Akhareesh Baruchu chose as the sole way that he was going to be able to save Noyach and his family from the Mabul? So says the, the, the Chasim Sefer, it seems to me that Noyach and his sons and everything that belonged to him really were deserving of a terrible terrible punishment right and 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 they, they sort of were put under house arrest they were they were locked up in 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 jail in in a tava and 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 they suffered tremendously without a question they must have suffered and their 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 punishment lasted for an entire year and after that. Then they were allowed to go out. And not before. They had to be in this situation for a full year. Right? And based on what we're saying, we could perhaps uh, explain that the punishment for Noach and his family to be locked up in a teva for an entire year was in order to atone for this fact that they did in fact did not daven for the members of the, of their generation. Now, based on, on this, on the Zoya, then come the, the others for him. Comes the Arizal in, in, in and he says that we know that Maisha Beinu was, was, was a Gilgal of of, uh, of of Noyach and 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 was a a a tikkun. His job was to to fix up and repair that which Neach did not do. Noach did not daven for the people in his generation, and therefore it was incumbent for Moish Rabbeinu to come along and daven for Klai Yisrael by the chet of the eagle And Moish Rabbeinu on the country was Moish and nefeshi. He was prepared to give up his life. To save, to save Kaisal. As in fact, it says, if you are not going to forgive them, rather eradicate me. Rather than destroying the Kaisal, eradicate me. He was prepared to literally give his own life to save, to save Kaisal. In fact, the Arizal explains that when Moshe said the words which means erase me, the letters mem Nun Yud are the same letters as the two words Me-Nayach the waters of Nayach to elude to us that the fact that Moshe Benu was literally Moshe who was Moshe was prepared to give his life to save Klaiso by saying Machenina eradicate me was in order to repair and fix up Nayach who, and who, which the marble is called, his name. The marble is called May The waters of of, of Naya, because he did not daven for for the members of his church. So Moshe Benu's Mechenina is a tikkun and 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 a, and a sort of a a, a fix up, a, a repair of the damage done by Ne'ach when he refused to daven for the people in his in his uh, in his generation. And of course, what we really need to try to understand is why was it, in fact, that Na'ach did not daven for his generation? Na'ach was certainly aware what was going on for one hundred and twenty years. He lived amongst them. He was building the teva day in day out. He was building, and people were coming and questioning him, and, and he was explaining what was going on and why it was going to happen and what was going to happen. So he was totally aware. Why did he not daven for for them? And perhaps we can begin to develop a, an approach as 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 follows. The pasuk says, "Byihi ben Chomesh Yoshana." reached already the ripe old age of five hundred years old, and only then, by le es Shem es Chomes only when, uh, when, when Odomar, when, when Nayak was already, 500 years old, did he begin to have children, and then he had his three, his three sons, Shem, Chum, and, and, and Yefis. And the Medrash says about that, Amor Ab Yudin, Ab Yudin says, and nah, she quotes it, what's the reason? that all if you look through the Chumash the Chumash chronicles the 10 generations from Nayach till Adam and if you look at all those generations they all gave birth when they were 100 years old maybe some of them were 200 years old when they gave birth and Nayach remain barren. Noyach was only allowed to have children when he was 500 years old. You can imagine the suffering of that. Watching all his contemporaries having children and he, and he didn't. That was what the Majrish, the medrish, uh, says. Right? And, and Noach was placed in this incredibly, incredible, difficult test situation for Five on years, so many years, he was davening to Baruch Hu, Please Baruch Hu, let me have, have children. <clears throat> and for all that time he davened, and he was never answered. He had to wait so long, how excruciatingly painful it must have been for Nayak and his wife, waiting, waiting for children, davening for children, and not being answered. Everyone else in his generation all the Roshayim, they were Zoyche, to have children already when they were a hundred years old, and they were already busy kissing and embracing and, and bringing up their, their children. Right? Seeing sons and, and, and daughters and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, homishpachos. And yet he, the tzaddik, who was davening and doing the Rosh Neva Kodesh his tzvila was not answered. And he alone was the only one, not Zaychah, to have children. Only after 500 years was he finally Zaychah to have children. This is perhaps, the Mechazal say this, what may have caused Nayach not to believe in the power of, of, of Tefillah. And therefore, when Akadosh Baruch Barhu said to him that I'm, I'm prepared now to enforce a decree of destruction on the entire generation, he, he, he didn't believe that he had the power through his filler to change the Gezerah. and therefore he made no attempt even to to try to overcome and cancel HaKadosh Baruch Hu We're going to come back with a lot more about this in a moment This is 101.9 high FM The program is Soul to Soul Please stay with us This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb Only on 101.9 high FM this is Salt salt back on your radio. As we get to the end of our show, just a few more moments, maybe a couple more alochas we can share together before we have to run off and do our last minute uh, preparation. So we're talking about the separation of wanted and unwanted items, particularly in a, in a soup. So we say when, when the vegetables, and let's say the, the loxion, are, are are sort of they've sunk already to the bottom of 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 the pot, and the soup is 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 on top. The soup is actually quite uh, quite quite clear because everything else has 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 sunk to the bottom. So then, the soup which is on top is no longer considered mixed together with the the vegetables and the and the uh, and luxen, and therefore. Even someone who wants to eat, let's say, just the vegetables by themselves would be allowed to remove the soup that's sort of on top with a with a, with a ladle, or to sort of tilt the, the the pot over and pour out the soup that's that's separated and, and on top of the vegetables. But once you've finished pouring out the the soup that's on top of the vegetables or the or the, or the and now you get to the point where you've reached now the level where the vegetables are exposed but there's still some soup also sort of in between the the uh, the, the vegetables so there that would be forbidden to continue to pour out the, or to tilt over the pot, in order to take out the the soup, because that time at that point, it's now now considered mixed together with the the vegetables or or lakshan and therefore to separate them when I want the vegetables to separate out the soup would be an act of separating out that which I don't desire from that which I which I uh, which I do. Just another another halacha is let's say. One opens a tin of uh vegetables or or, or fruit, let's say uh I don't know, pickles or something like that. And uh and since the the uh the pickles are, are large, so they're not considered that they're mixed together with the brine that's in that's in the tin. And therefore you're allowed to pour out the water that's that's with them. You can pour that water away. And on the contrary to that, where let's say in the in the, in in the tin, there is something small, let's say there's a, 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 a corn or, or 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 peas or something like that. Since they are quite small, so they are considered mixed together with the liquids, and therefore you're not allowed to pour from that tin. Uh, the water out, because that's considered pouring out the psytis. Similarly, you wouldn't be allowed to pour from, from let's say you have a, uh, a, a opened a tin of, of tuna. So you can't pour out the oil or the, or the water that is, that's, uh, that's with the, with the tuna. Because again, you're pouring out what you don't want. If you want to sort of serve, uh, the tuna without the, the, uh, the oil, so then, you could use, let's say, a a a spoon, and take out the tuna from the tin, and leave the in, in the in the tin the 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 uh, oil, and just place the tuna in a different in a different uh, uh, place, because in that way, you're actually taking that which you want, the edible food for you, from the undesired food. And, and, in order to eat it uh, right away and, and using just a normal implant, uh, a knife, and therefore that will be completely permitted to, to do on, on Shabbos. Well, that's about all the time we have on this, uh, era Shabbos. So just a moment to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful, good Shabbos. Time of Benucha, Kedusha, time beautiful bonding, maybe a Shabbos where we hear good news and, and we're inspired to do more in in our conversation and to each and every one of our beautiful radio family we wish a good chapter